Hi, and welcome to Calm Cash. I'm your host, Ben Jackson. Life is pretty complicated right now, but there are things in life that people, mostly people with power or leverage in a situation, make more complicated than they need to be. This happens all the time with our money. The technical words and terms, the confusing rules and laws, taxes, God, taxes are overly complicated. Part of the mission of Calm Cash is to make these confusing things easier to understand, and more importantly, something you can apply to your daily, hectic, complicated life to help you achieve your goals. Today, let's talk about how we spend our money and a simple strategy, 50, 30, 20, that will help keep you on track to achieving your goals. Let's get going. There aren't too many words that I hate because it's kind of weird to hate a word, but I hate the word budget. For most people, they hear that word and they just shut down. I know that's the way I feel when I hear it. It just sounds boring and complicated and about the last thing I want to do with any minute of free time I get. Maybe that's why only one out of every three Americans actively keep a budget. I think I have a better term. We all spend money, some of us more than others, And I think it's a good idea to have a plan for that spending. So when people ask me about budgets, I tell them I don't have one, but I do have a spending plan. Plans change. Plans get updated when life throws you curveballs. In my own life, my spending is so much different today than it was in early March. And I bet yours is too. Here's what we know about how people are changing their habits and their spending during the coronavirus pandemic. U.S. consumer spending has dropped since March. This has fluctuated between March and June, but a study by 1010 Data of credit and debit card spending shows overall total spending is down almost 20%. Additionally, where we are spending our money looks significantly different from before the virus made its way to the U.S. The website Visual Capitalist has all the graphs from the 1010 Data study, and they're pretty fascinating to look at. I'm not going to go through all of the findings, but we are clearly reprioritizing where we spend our money and how we make those purchases. Just like we're adapting how we work and how we care for our families, our spending and money decisions are adapting too. I've mentioned how my own spending has changed in past episodes, but recently I did a deep dive on my family spending plan to prepare for the second half of this year. Here's what I found. Our family spending was down almost 20% between March and the end of May. The two biggest drivers of that were my son's daycare closed, so we stopped paying them, and our eating out, which was a pretty regular thing before the virus because we love food and trying new places, completely stopped for about two months. Our grocery spending, of course, went up, and we didn't do a lot of ordering takeout or food delivery because we were so worried about potentially getting the virus. Our utilities are slightly higher, and Amazon purchases are significantly up, for everyday items that we usually would have picked up at the CVS or grocery store. And we also now had to entertain a three-year-old at home, so toy purchases and art supplies started showing up almost every day. But all in all, we spend less and have more money in the bank, which is now a new input to our spending plan and our money goals going forward. And my family isn't an outlier here. Over $2 trillion has poured into banks during the pandemic. This includes money from corporations getting loans from the PPP lending program, but also also just regular old Americans like you and me. 
The $1,200 stimulus checks were a large source of the boost, and we actually set a record during this time frame. The personal savings rate hit 33% in the month of April, according to the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis. And personal income climbed almost 11% in April when those stimulus checks started to show up. And some laid-off workers received more in unemployment benefits than their actual wages during this time. Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan said that checking accounts with less than $5,000 in balances had up to 40% more money in them from before the pandemic. The world is different, and so is how we spend our money. So it seems like a good time to go back to basics on a simple methodology to help you set your spending plan. It's called 50-30-20. The 50-30-20 plan divides our take-home pay after taxes, so this is the amount of money on your actual paycheck, and divides it into three categories or buckets of spending, needs, wants, and savings. The numbers 50-30-20 represent the percent of our take-home pay that we allocate to each of these categories. So 50% of the money in our spending plan should be allocated to the needs bucket, 30% to the wants, and 20% to savings, which also includes extra debt payments on credit cards or student loans. So let's take a deeper dive into each of the categories. Needs are the essential items to keep ourselves and our families safe and healthy, and it represents where most of our money will go. These are our basic necessities. Food on the table, a roof over our heads, healthcare, utilities like power and water, and I also include internet here as well because in 2020, this is definitely a need. The needs bucket also includes access to reliable transportation, required insurance for your car, apartment, or home, and any minimum debt payments. So let's go a little deeper on that last item. Minimum debt payments for credit cards, and student loans or other types of debts are crucial to pay each month. You need to pay them. Failure to pay the minimums can impact your credit score and have other negative financial impacts that can make it harder to accomplish your money goals. So make sure your spending plan allows you to cover these minimum debt payments every month. And if you want to apply more of your money to pay down the debt, those additional dollars come out of your savings or debt spending plan bucket, which is the 20% bucket. It's very likely the most costly or expensive item in your spending plan is your housing costs, whether that's a rent payment or mortgage. On average, housing takes up about 37% of Americans' take-home pay, and if you live on either of the coasts in the U.S., it might exceed 40 or 50%. So let's say you live in New York City or in California, you may need to adjust your spending plan by moving some dollars from the wants bucket into the needs bucket since housing can be so expensive compared to other parts of the U.S. like the South or the Midwest. And because housing costs so much and will be such a large line item in your spending plan, you have to ask yourself how important this is for you and your family. For some people, getting a roommate, renting out a bedroom, or maybe living in a more quiet part of town away from the action might be a great way to save some money on housing and have more available in other parts of your spending plan. For others, the dream of owning a home or living in the cool part of town is really important. And so the trade-off of, 
having a higher housing payment is worth tapering spend in other parts of the plan. And I get both of these ways of thinking about housing. Just give it some thought, check how much you are spending relative to your take-home pay, and adjust your plan if needed. Now let's talk about the once bucket, where 30% of your take-home pay is the target for your spending plan. These are the nice-to-haves in our life. This spend isn't necessary, but it brings our life some joy and is usually indicative of our interests and passions. So things that fall into this bucket are meals from restaurants, our gym memberships, splurges on clothing, accessories and technology like a new iPhone, and your, your subscription services, just to name a few. So my Netflix subscription is a great example of this. Can I live without it? Of course I can. But right now we're binge watching The Crown and I really enjoy it. And for me, it's worth the price I pay each month. In the need category, I mentioned reliable transportation. We need to go to work, at least before the pandemic set in, or, or many of you now still do have to go in. So reliable transportation is really important. And we have to move ourselves and our families around safely. For many people, that means having a car. The difference between a need and a want is an important distinction, though, for our spending plan. You can drive a Honda, but you may want a Lexus. This is another trade-off, like with housing. So you have to evaluate what is important to you and what makes sense in the broader context of your money goals. When things get tight with our money, either because of changes to our pay or maybe life events like having a baby or caring for a loved one, the place we go first to trim our spending is the wants bucket. Remember, these are items that deep down we can live without, but when our income and spending plan allow, make life more enjoyable and entertaining. Remember, we're all balancing our money health and our mental health, and having fun and enjoying life are important. Sometimes that means spending a little bit of money, but never at the expense of our basic needs to keep ourselves and our families safe and healthy. The last bucket of spending, our 20% category, is all about savings, investments, and debt repayments over and above the minimums. This category is where our emergency savings or rainy day fund money would fall into our spending plan, as well as contributions to your retirement savings like a 401k or an IRA, and money you put into stocks or cryptocurrencies, either through a brokerage account like E-Trade or Robinhood. You may have a money goal of paying down your student loan or a credit card, which are great goals, by the way. And this bucket of your spending plan is where you would allocate those payments against the principal balance to wipe out those debts faster than just paying the minimums. Most people right now are not saving or paying down debt with 20% of their take-home pay. So when you start to sketch out your 50-30-20 spending plan, don't be alarmed if right now you're closer to 10% or less in this savings bucket. It's totally okay. It's just a starting point to getting the right balance in your spending plan going forward. Over time, you'll find opportunities to taper spending in the needs or wants bucket and put a few more of those dollars into the savings bucket. You know, maybe I end up canceling that Netflix subscription one day and that $15 a month or whatever it is these days can go into my savings category and help that grow over time. So let's look at an example of how to apply this 50-30-20 plan. Let's say your take-home pay on your paycheck is $2,000 and you get paid twice a month. That means your total take-home pay is $4,000 a month. Applying the 50-30-20 percentages, 
you would have $2,000 allocated for your needs bucket, $1,200 for your wants, and $800 for savings and that incremental debt repayment. Those are your target spending amounts in each category for the month. One quick note about paychecks, though. Sometimes our companies automatically deduct money from our paychecks for healthcare costs or putting money into a 401k, and this is a good thing. And the way we handle that in our spending plan is we just add those deductions back into each category. So let's say you pay $100 a month for healthcare, just to keep the math easy, and it's automatically deducted. Well, we take that $100 and we add it back to our $2,000 need target, giving your total needs category a monthly amount of $2,100. And you would do the same thing for your savings bucket if your company is auto-deducting 401k or other retirement savings contributions from your check. Okay, so we have our monthly spending amounts in each bucket. The next step is to look at your current spending by the needs, wants, and savings categories and see how it lines up against your 2100 remember we added our $100 healthcare deduction back in, $1,200 and $800 spending plan. You can do this by looking at each transaction on a bank statement, but that takes forever, or you can use an app like Mint or Personal Capital, which link your credit and debit cards and will categorize the spending for you. Even most banks have this functionality now on their website or apps, making it easier than ever to compare your current spending against your 50-30-20 approach. I use Bank of America, and they do this for me on the, on the app as well as online, where I can see how all my transactions are categorized, and I can just quickly go through and apply them towards the needs, wants, and savings buckets. To set expectations, your spending probably isn't going to match into those three buckets and those three percentages when you first do this, but it just gives you a starting point and will help you make financial decisions over time about where to spend a little less and where to allocate a little more. My recommendation is to give it a shot. Take the time and see where you land. I think you'll find it helpful. There are people out there that think this methodology isn't detailed enough or it's too simple. My response to that is do what works best for you. If you want to have a specific budget of $228 a month for groceries, then by all means, get super detailed. I think that's great. But if you're in the 67% of Americans that don't use or have a budget, I say give 50, 30, 20 a shot. It doesn't take long, seriously, like 20 minutes once you have all the information. And it gives you this great big picture and understanding of where you are and how to change your spending over time to meet your money goals and have the peace of mind we all need so badly right now. Stay safe out there. And if you run into a friend or family that needs some help, either with their mental health or their money health, tell them about Calm Cash. We'll see you next week.